And hello, good people of the internet. It is Tommy Kelly here once more from adventuresinwayway.com. And today, and this day only, I turn 40. The best thing about it, I suppose, is that I'm actually quite happy to turn 40. I know it's the big thing, everyone goes, oh, 40, whatever. But it's funny how the closer you get to 40, how it doesn't seem like such a huge number as you, you know, when you think back and like, I remember when my mum turned 40 and it seemed like, you know, she was at least six centuries old at that point. But um, 40's not really that old. It's mid, midlife, certainly. You're definitely not young anymore. But I don't think you're quite old. Like, I have relatives, my, my family, particularly on my dad's side, live forever. Like, one of my aunties is in her mid-90s and still going strong, you know. Very strong, like, that's totally independent, does the whole thing. And uh, and when you think of it that way, like, that's, that's 50, 55 years I have left my life. So more than, more than what I've already lived. And uh, as cool as that is, there's all the times you go, oh my God, I have to be, I'm here for a <laughs> longer time than, than, I, than this, you know, I have to do, go go through this again. But anyway, the great thing also about it is that I, um, when I turned 30, I I enjoyed that too. It kind of felt like, um, you know, a marking in the sand or a good ending period or some kind of expression that I just won't come into my brain at the moment. You know, just a, a mark the end in a good way, De- delineated my life in a certain way, and I was able to like put things behind me and put things uh, in the past, you know, where they belong, and put put an end into certain things. And I kind of feel that way as well about being turning forty. But I was talking to my wife last night when I was sitting, um, having a lovely uh, drink of wine that my mum bought me, and I was just thinking about all I had done in the last ten years. So this is going to be a very self indulgent podcast, but here's my rationale for that. Anton LaVey, who, whatever you make or take from him, has some uh, great ideas, I think. And one of his ideas is that your birthday is, should be, you know, the most celebrated day of the year. It's the thing that's mostly about you, totally about you. And you should be as selfish and, you know, and go for it as much as possible. So I'll I'll dress, I won't dress up, I'll uh, wear the um, figurative clothes of Satanist today and be a good Satanist and... Um, enjoy my birthday to the full and indulge myself by talking about me and my podcast. So when I was 30, I was, we were still renting. We were living in a house. I just moved from Dundalk to RD is where I live now. Um, and we were renting. I was just coming out of being a sound engineer. I was still in a sound engineer at that time. And I just had started to, to draw comics at that point, like really, Early and the first one I did was the end, which is a terrible, terrible comic. But it's a good first comic, and it should be your first comic. Sorry, your first anything should be terrible. That's how it works, you know. Yeah, if if you look back and it was amazing and better than stuff you're doing now, then that would be a disaster. And I remember, um, you know, it was th- at this time that I started. I think I had just seen the secret around at this time as well, and that had kickstart me back into the whole spirituality kind of a, a thing which I kind of come out of since I finished college. I did holistic health studies in college and there was lots of stuff like Reiki and aromatherapy and reflexology and all these things. And it was, it was great, but I, I got totally woo-wooed out and totally just couldn't handle it because it was just too much nonsense. 
and I couldn't uh, get away from which was the nonsense and which was the good bits. I couldn't separate the things at all. And I just ended up going, I can't deal with any of it at all. So I just put it all in the back burner. So when I seen the secret again, as whatever you make of the secret, I definitely think it is a, what's the word? It's not a perfect film, but in, in any way, it's a very flawed film or very flawed outlook in life and all that. But it kickstarted me back in. So that happened around when I had just turned 30 as well. And so I'd been drawing and I was still still sound engineering and at that point I really hated it. I really did not want to be doing it. I started teaching guitar at that point into trying to, you know, just find something different to do other than sound engineering that would be closer to what I wanted to do with music. But my love with music, or as we say in Ireland, my grow with music was very much going at this point in that I, you know, I wanted to be the rock star or have a career in music, or whatever. I had really burnt myself out. So by the time I turned 30, I was really wanted to put a lot of that stuff behind me and move into the more art kind of thing. At that time, I was crap at art. And, but it's, you don't draw every day and you get better. This is the thing. Um, so over the next 10 years, that's all my comic things came out of it. I stopped being a sound engineer, which was a really healthy move for me. Um, you know, so Road Crew came after that. Then The Holy Numbers, Something Wonderful, um, The Great Work. I'm sure I missed some other stuff. Um, I, the whole thing of I set up irishcomicnews.com, that was such a huge part of my life for a number of years. That was a really big website here in Ireland to do with comics, and it got, you know, it really kick-started a lot of uh, community, or not kick-started because it was a good community, but kind of brought stuff together. Also made me a lot of, enemies is a strong word, but a lot of people got annoyed over those things, as to do, and to think you're, you know, there's kind of similarities between my life between now and CMG and ICN. So it's like CMG is not my first, um, what's that expression? This is not my first safari, I want to say. I don't think it's safari. This is not my first go around or you know, this is not my first, there's an expression. My brain is just not working. But it's like quarter to nine in the morning, so you'll excuse me. Um, my first merry-go-round, is that it? Is that the expression? This is not my first merry-go-round. Let's go with it if it's not. So it was a very similar dynamic where I had set up this website and I was in kind of in a, in a, not an admin, but it's kind of, I had self-styled, I called myself the dictator in a joke, but kind of meant it that, um, you know, the book stopped at me. I was making decisions. I was paying for the website. I was paying for all that. So, and it was my idea. Whereas with CMG now, just an admin, it's like, which is a glorified babysitter. But people have this thing about it, an authority figure that what to have to rebel against it or to have to do a thing. And they feel that maybe their life isn't working in the way they want it to go or things aren't working out. So they need someone to blame. So they blame, um, like when I was doing IC, I would get ICN, Irish Comic News, I would get blamed by people for holding their them back and for not, you know, for as if I was stopping their opportunities and stuff. Like that. And I was going like, I, I can't even get my own opportunities. I don't think I'm in any way pulling back other people's opportunities but it's just it's the nature of those things that what people do they look for reasons why their life isn't working and demand that it's these kind of people who they see in positions of authority which aren't necessarily a, 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 an authority in the sense of that you have any power you, you might have a bit of notoriety or not publicity be seen, whatever that, you know, you might be seen. But anyway, so ICN was very good training ground for, um, my phone is going crazy here. I'm so, I hope you can't hear it. Um, okay, so phone on silent. Let's go back. Um, what was I saying? 
ICN was good training ground for CMG. Yeah, so the and it was you know I, I think it's three years I spent doing that, and then at the end I just left because it it was just too much. It was became more about annoyances than any sort of value and uh, people. I didn't think I was helping people and I seemed to be annoying people. So, and that was annoying me and it was something that was on my mind the whole time. So I handed that over to other people and walked away into the sunset quite happy. And it kind of coincides with then very shortly after that, I lost uh, most interest in comics anyway, but that's another story. Um, So yeah, ICN, CMG, um, Seems to be something in it where I have three, three letter, you know, words, groups that I'm part of. So the next one is holidays. Before I was 30, I had traveled a fair, fair bit, well, here now, but it always had been for work. So I've been to Germany a lot of times, been to Holland, I've been to Sweden, been to England, Scotland, Wales, all of that, loads of times, um, but all through bands and through sound engineering and that kind of thing. So I hadn't actually ever gone on a holiday for a holiday. Like, so, I mean, when I was, even when I was young, we didn't go on holidays. We kind of went to day trips around the place, but we went once where we went to Tremor, which is like a beach tourist town, but that was kind of it. But since the, my 30th, so in the last 10 years, I've been all over the place. I've been to New York. I've been to Venice. I've been to Pisa. I've been to Florence, been to Rome, been to Bracciano. I've been to Milan three times. I've been, um, to Lake Garda, I've been to Portugal, I've been to Bucharest, I've, I've been to London. So yeah, I did well and the old kind of travelling in the last 10 years for someone who didn't really uh, travel. Um, a lot of Italy there, you may have noticed, so um, Italy's very popular <laughs> with me, I really like Italy. Um, a lot of people I know who go to Italy, particularly men, don't like it because they don't like the men of Italy or have some sort of issue with it. I'm, I never found out I'm quite happy quite happy to um, experience all that. I don't really get the annoyance from, I don't get annoyed in the way that I get annoyed about things. I get annoyed in my own way about different things. I also got married in 2011, which is a huge deal for anyone, I suppose, but um, that was pretty good. I got married in Italy uh, at the top of a castle and we just ran off on our own, the two of us, to Italy to do it. So that was wonderful and um, highly recommend it. I also learned to drive in the last 10 years, and that was definitely the hardest thing that I've ever done in my life. I hate driving. If I never have to drive again, I would be quite happy. Um, I found it really hard, very stressful, very nerve-wracking. And I think if, if you're going to learn to drive, learn to drive as early as you can in your life because um, it just only gets harder as you get older. But I drive, my again, I drive now all the time. I'm not stressed about it. Like it doesn't stress me anymore, and I'm—I suppose I'm as decent a driver as anyone. Um, but I don't enjoy it at all. I and I don't get the interest in cars that people have. My wife loves cars, and you know, would be always looking at different cars, and I don't get that at all. Of course, I can understand it in the sense of that I'm into stuff that other people aren't into, like. People look at me go when I talk about, oh, this is a really well-bound book or something, and like they don't get it. And I understand that kind of idea of being into cars, but I just don't find a fascination with these. Like, I look at these cars, and my wife going, you know, this is amazing. I was going, yeah, but like, think of what you could get with the same amount of money and how, you know, how quickly the value of these things depreciate. And it's just, I just don't understand why people, but it's, you know, 
it's what you do, it's status symbols, all those things. Not necessarily status symbols, but there's also a tax thing, isn't it? Someone was explaining this to me that if you're earning a certain amount, you're better off getting an expensive car, because especially if, you know, through the company, a company car or something like that. So there's maybe there's a whole element to that that I'm just not aware of. But uh, yeah, learn to drive extremely hard. Do it early if you if you need to do it. But uh, yeah, I didn't enjoy driving or learning to drive. Or and oh, and I failed my test twice. I, I passed it on the, the the third time. The first time I did particularly bad. I like got two instant fail notes. The second time I failed. I think you can get ten small things, and I got eleven small things that I did wrong. Like you don't change your gears in time, or you know something like that. And in the the third time, I was totally fine. I was calm. And first two times I had done lessons with a, a guy and he was, oh, he was kind of an all right teacher, but he was a bully and a horrible person. And that didn't help to my um, learning experience. And the third time I didn't get any lessons. I just watched a load of YouTube videos and uh, it made me more calm and I passed for absolutely fine. So, yeah, not saying you should learn to drive on YouTube, but, you know, you can certainly brush up on your, your facts. So as I was saying before, I got back into in the last talk to Stanley, this all a bit last time, I just got back into um spirituality and all that kind of through the secrets. And the secrets led me to um I got in very much into Buddhism then from because podcasts then became on the crank. Because of just in the last ten years I got broadband or whatever, the world was dial up and all that kind of thing. And so podcasts were you know just becoming on my radar. But it's then I got into, of course, I've seen the Disinfo lecture with Grant Morrison, which changed my life in many ways, and got into magic proper. I got into Robert Anton Wilson and got into, who else did I get into? I've talked about this a million times. Um, you know, which then I found Gordon White and Rune Soup and then Alan Chapman and Duncan Barford and all, you know, all the chaos magic stuff that goes with all that kind of thing. So that's all in the last 10 years that happened after I was 30. Um, I also got uh, two dogs. This is a bit disparate, but it's just the list that we were making when I was drinking last night. Um, Molly and Jesse, and who are just lunatics. Jesse is totally Steve McQueen and can get out of anything. We have this big run at the back of the house where I built a kind of a, a small wee hutch for them that they can go in and out of that has like a concrete floor and then the rest all grass. But it's quite big and it's walled apart from certain areas that where the hutch kind of meets the wall or whatever and Jessie she can get out of like the smallest tiniest hole and escapes and doesn't run away with it just sits outside and goes I, I did it I escaped what's the next puzzle uh, how to do it and just the last couple of, last week or so she's just been she's just getting out all the time and I can't work out how it is I have now at the minute like loads of um not packing crates, the things that they sit on, the wooden things, the people make garden furniture. My brain is just totally not working today. Pallets, Jesus, pallets. So pallets all over the place trying to block her or whatever. And I think now I've she's kind of making them into ladders. But anyway, she's brilliant, Jesse. Molly is um, an older dog and she's a golden, golden retriever mixed with Labrador. Oh, Jesse's a Labrador mixed with a Samoid. Uh, so she's insane. She was like the runt of the litter, so she's still quite small, but she's like a mental. But Molly is the so it's the golden Labrador, I think they're called, and she's she's great. She's very one of the happiest dogs ever. But she's got kind of gone a bit blind, or she has this nucleotosis thing that the dogs get where she can't see up close. 
so when she, she's feeding, you know, if you give her some treats, whatever, she, she can't really find whatever, which is a bit sad. But she's genuinely like a definitely happy, happy dog. She's like, you can find her rolling on her back going, being really happy, whatever. Right now. And she just looks after herself. She's great. We also got four turtles. And I won't insult you by uh, telling you their names because, of course, you know what their names are. Turtles are interesting because they're like the proper, you know, when you say you fish or whatever and you clean the tank and it's like but but it turtles have proper poos like proper things whatever i've never actually seen them and i have them whatever it is nearly 10 years um but man their tanks are smelly and uh pooey but uh they're interesting they'll live all of us like they they don't die unless you know they get sick or you know they get run over or eaten or something like that but uh yeah we got new um Filtered for them there recently, like external, big, huge external fink, uh, filters, uh, uh, filters, excuse my Freudian slip now. And uh, <laughs> that's helping a lot, but um, they're getting too big and we need to get new, um, what's the words? My brain. New tanks from, but the next tanks up, the next size tank up is like, it goes dramatically in price, like you're talking about thousands now. So that can wait a while. The other big thing that happened in the last 10 years is that um, my cat, who I've had forever and who's been, who was with me through darkest darks and darkest of nights and happiest of happies and all that. And she died there this year, which is very sad. And I'm moving along because I don't want to talk about that. Um, we also have a fish. We did have a load of fish and they all like we had this, we got these goldfish. And we came down one day and they had exploded, like literally exploded. And I have no idea how it happened. They were in pieces and like no idea. We had the sharks there, lasted a couple of weeks and died. And numerous fish, whatever, like and we've done all the different tanks, the filters, all the things you can do. Like, so it wasn't just lack of care or anything. It was like we were really into this, but we couldn't keep the, keep fish alive at all. And we have one fish now and he's a Gararufi, you know, the fish that eat your skin on your feet, those pedicure type fish and my wife bought a load of them to do that and within like a week they all died apart from this guy jim who we've called and he's been alive for seven years on, on his own in the same tank happy as larry um let me see um i also the the, the whole thing of going from being uh, in the last setup, from being like say working for other people to becoming self-employed and working for yourself and that's a big thing for me because i like working for myself i like being in control i like being i like that i don't have my decisions or my ideas i don't have to be okayed by someone else a lot of people ask me about do you want to work i have a script for a comic do you want to work on a thing and, I, and it's like i go no i don't because i have found that for 95% of the times I've worked with someone else on something, it becomes all about their ideas and I just become an art monkey for them completely and I don't feel like I, I'm expressing myself in any way or getting anything out there. I don't feel I'm getting anything out of it. And that's probably... Just, I, not always, you know, so I've... Because if you, I've, like, written or done stuff with some people, it's been wonderful. But for, like, 95% of the time, it becomes just about them. And I remember reading years ago that Alan Moore and David Lloyd, when they were working on FIFA Vendetta, that very early in it, David Lloyd kind of told Alan to bugger off in, in the sense of you send the scripts and then you've not, nothing more to do with this. You don't get to tell me how to draw these things or whatever. And 
I'm sure there's a bit of an arsehole thing to that, but um, I totally understand it. It's like, it's like if you write a script for the, for a film, you don't get to go and then tell the director what to do. He's in charge now. And it kind of feels like that when you're working a collaboration, collaboration in general, it feels that the writer becomes the person who's totally in charge, in charge and demanding what to do. And I just, I don't like it. I like being... I like being able to control and create my own things without having to water it down to someone else's. I like expressing myself. And I don't find that I, I'm able to express myself by collaborating with other people. I'll happily do it for money, but I'm um, not doing it for the sake of doing it. And like, I mean, I get so many, like not a week goes by where I don't get any, uh, an email or two from people. I have no idea who go, will you draw my comic? And I'm like going, absolutely here's my page rate and never hear from them again just expecting you to do it for nothing and enjoy it and be happy for it and it's a bit of a pet peeve of mine but it's like it's, it's not that big of it doesn't keep me awake at night or anything like that now one of the times that i really did enjoy uh, working with other people is when i was working in hmh which is like an educational um book publishers it's uh, an irish company but it's like the second biggest book publisher in the world or some sort of impressive stat and I was working in the creative development department for like about six months whatever it was meant to be a 10 day job and I ended up working there for six months and it was great we were doing a Carmen San Diego game I was doing lots of the artwork for it and I was kind of doing loads of different pieces of artwork um because it was a comic type style and I was working on um you know, like cutscenes to characters to putting stuff together and I re- it really helped me step up my game on how to approach work and approach projects. And the team that was there was amazing. And I had gone on with all of them and they were best in the world. And Emmerich, the guy in charge, top class, learned so much from all of them. It was a wonderful, wonderful experience. One of the best experiences of my life. And I learned more in that six months than I've learned ever. And like that was kind of, in one sense, that was my, um, not my training, What's the thing when you go and you hang out with a mechanic to become a mechanic or a carpenter or whatever? If I had a brain this morning, uh, an apprenticeship. It felt in a way a bit like an apprenticeship, even though not, obviously, um, because I still had, like, I didn't go in knowing nothing. I, I knew a fair amount. But just the approach of how you, you should approach things from a, from a proper way, how th- like even how things are labelled, like uh, files are labelled, or things that you would think of, oh, that'll be fine, that's grand, you know, turns out not, they're not good enough, you know, know what the base quality level has to be for all these things, so it was a huge stepping up stone, in an, and I really had to up my game big time, and I thrived at upping my game, and it worked really, really well, and everyone was happy, and we all lived happily ever after, so wonderful, wonderful time. And that was about, it's about six months and brilliant. And um, other artwork and I did, um, I ended up, which was great from getting into the magic thing, all that from um, ending up doing, like I did all the artwork for Alan Chapman's website, um, Wiseau. I did the cover to Gordon White's pieces of eight books. So that was pretty great to get that kind of going from trying to be a comic artist looking at this the, this the grant morrison disinfo lecture to finding these people to end up doing artwork for for those people or you know and becoming friendly with both of them too not, not friends friends but I, I certainly have uh i've spoken to alan chapman on numerous occasions and you know gordon is the the most friendliest man on twitter you'll ever you'll ever meet so and he's 
both did AMAs for me and CMG, which was brilliant too. That worked out well. I think CMG is a bit too big now to be doing AMAs. When I did the Alan Chapman one and the Gordon White one, I think there was 2,000 people in CMG. There's like 23,000 people now. I can only imagine it, it, would be, it would be too hectic. I also was vegan for a while in the last 10 years. Um, not, I was vegan when I was 20 to 23. And by the time I got to the end of it, it was very hard to sustain because I, being in a band and stuff like that, it's just too hard, particularly in Ireland at the time, to get the food. So yeah, I was ending up like eating crisps and stuff, and it was awful. And then when I did try to bring a bit more dairy back in, I got really, really sick. So I'd obviously gone past the point of being able to digest it. So I tried it again there uh, recently enough, a couple of, couple of years ago, because we were watching like all these Netflix documentaries about, you know, veganism and juicing and all that. I wanted to get healthy and all that kind of stuff. And it did about six months and I got really massively depressed. Now, mightn't be related. To my, my life was headed in that point as well. I'm not going to go too much into that whole thing because I will talk about that before. And I have mentioned it on the blog and stuff, but it was a very low very low period that coincided with the end of the six months veganing, which I don't really think is um, directly related, but had to be a factor in it because from learning what, like, say, uh, antidepressants do to you or certain vitamins and all that, your diet and your exercise and all that is such a massive crucial role in your mental health and your mental state of mind that it being vegan for me, and I'm only speaking about myself, I know vegans, excuse me, who are the most healthiest people in the world. I know vegans who are the most unhealthiest people in the world. It can be done right. I did it right. It doesn't necessarily suit my body. So veganism in general is fine. Just talking about myself before anyone gets annoyed. But it definitely informed, as I keep saying in the last podcast, it uh, helped or was a factor in this thing, this kind of mental breakdown kind of thing I had a, a number of years ago, um, which I'll talk about again because it deserves its own thing. Um, right, again, this is the next couple of ones were about that, that kind of depressing thing or whatever. Um, also in the last while, I've got into running, losing the weight, um, all that kind of stuff. The last couple of weeks, I've been terrible and I've put on a bit of weight. I'm spit so much that I don't want to weigh myself. Because I have noticed that I was my belt buckle was going one way, and I noticed yesterday that my belt buckle has gone one the, the you know the bad way or whatever. But that was just leading up to my birthday, which is today, which this is the podcast about. We know not this tomorrow. I go on a twenty-eight day super intensive. Let's get back into this thing, which I'll talk about in a minute. The last big thing that I want to talk about that happened in the last ten years is CMG, which is Chaos Magic Group which I'm sure a lot of you are familiar with. If you're not, it's a Facebook group that is um, notorious for, um, in many ways, and a wonderful, wonderful place. If you just spent an hour there, you would hate it and you would run away, as most people do. But it has gone from, as I said, when I, when I was asked to be admin, I think there was less than 2,000, or maybe it was 2,000 people, and up to 23,000 people. So it's had this massive growth in the last year and a half. And um, not, I'm not directly related to that at all, in case that's what, what the way that was sounding. It just, it's showing how, just how popular these ideas and this, and that people are looking for these type of things. And so 
that's one where I kind of came in at a good time that I was able to learn how to how to deal with it with low numbers and, and then translate it into the bigger numbers. Great thing about CMG, it came at a time where just after that period where I was had that depressing moment and I, I was asked and it was a great boost to me and helped me uh, get, you know, move in and move forward and, you know, be helpful and see that there's reasons to you know stick around and all this kind of thing so that was wonderful wonderful and had a huge impact on me very similar to what i was saying about the icn and similar kind of dynamic around how to deal with people and all that but definitely a bigger impact on my life than icn was which is kind of like icn was a huge huge part of my life which is more testament to cmg than a lessening of icn so yeah, long may CMG last and all that. It's a very intense place, and it, it, it's I've learned so much about people in both good and bad ways. I've learned so much about um, magic, spirituality, outlooks, and all that. And um, yeah, wonderful place. Check it out if you think if it's something you think you'd be into. But it's not for the faint-hearted at all, at all. So yeah, that's kind of a rundown of what I've done in the last 10 years, which is, you know, I'm pretty happy with that. I'm sure I'm leaving out um, important stuff and important people. Um, but uh, that's the way it goes. That when you do these lists, you're always going to leave out something. So my plan now for the next, I was saying, 28 days, because I've kind of let things slide a wee bit, um, is I'm going to get back to doing yoga every day, because I miss it. So I'm going to be doing that in the evenings. I'm going to be running every day. And I know my friend William is going to give out to me for that because he doesn't think he should be running every day. But I'm going to do it every day. Now, I'm not going to do a massive amount every day, but I'm definitely going to be running every day. And I'm going to be doing a 5K every week, minimum once. Um, I'm also getting back into my meditation, which I've also let slide. That'll be every day, 20 minutes. I'm going to do one week or one day every week of uh, Totally Vegan. Another day of just juicing, and because my wife wants to do the juicing, and I wanted to do a day of like six hundred calories, that fasting type thing. So that works out perfect. I'll do the six hundred calories as juices or whatever. So we have the running, the yoga, the meditation, the um, the diet. Oh yeah, and I'm going to go back to the very strict. I think I was going to do thirteen hundred calories plus exercise, but I'm I I'll see. I, I might bump that to either fourteen hundred or fifteen hundred, depending. On, I'll start with 1300 and see how that goes but if sometimes if that can get too intense I will bump it up a bit more because I find if I, the lower I do it I, the more I, I'm likely to cheat and go over it. but if I have a good amount of calories and I feel that I, I'm doing okay like 1500 like there's a huge difference between 1300 and 1500 for me anyway so yeah and then so that will bring me up to my wedding anniversary and then we'll have a nice, we have a hotel booked and stuff, we're going away. And then I'll, go, I'll do another 30 days. And I was hoping to be at my target for my 40s, but I kind of knew I wouldn't. And as my wife would say, well, not with that attitude anyway. But uh, so I'm about halfway there and what I want. And I've, uh, I'm, I will aim then for Christmas to have, I'll be at target. I want to be at 13 stone for Christmas. That's my target. Fit and healthy. Be doing a sub 30 minute 5k a number of times a week. They're my two main goals. Eating well, eating healthy, all those things. And I suppose I should start thinking about what I want to do by um, by the time I'm 50 of the thing. And I've just realised one of the massive things that I forgot um, 
over the last 10 years, the, like the 40s albums, like the thing that has most changed my life dramatically in the last, it seems like Rage was not even a year, like the, the came out in November, but I've been working on, working on them for before then, so it's not just released, it's there. So yeah, the 40 servants happened in my 30s, and uh, the grimoire, the, the deck itself, the altar cards, all of those things, like that's huge, and, and the Adventures from Wubut blog, the YouTube channel, the this podcast, my newsletter, all those things that have happened over the last while, and uh, probably doesn't seem as impactful, not impactful, but uh, because it's so recent, you know, it seems that it's, it's kind of what I'm doing now, which it is what I'm doing now. So yeah, that's, uh, that's this, yeah. Self-indulgent birthday 40 podcast Satanist thing. One of many people when I say Satanist just go, what is he on about? Satan is interesting, you should check it out. It's not, it's not what you probably think it is. And it also is what you think it is. Um, but it's interesting because I've been talking like things recently. T- tangent time, Tommy. Um, I've been talking a lot about the law of attraction, a lot, of, a lot about uh, Satanism recently. So I, I, I find that I should probably look at both of them because if I'm talking about them, there's probably something there for me to look at. Anyway, that's for me to do, not for you to do. And uh, that's one final look at my notes and see that everything is great. Oh yeah, the other thing I'm doing, I'm going to do weights three times a week. Get back into that. That was it. I have some other stuff here that I wrote when I was drunk or that I'm not going to talk about, um, but I will bring up. But I just want to talk about one last week. I was thinking about doing this podcast and I was writing notes and I was also drinking. I've been drinking a lot recently in a in a fun way rather than a destructive alcoholic way. Just because my, we've, my wife's work has allowed us to uh, have a bit more relaxed of a, an evening. But I was writing notes for what I should talk about, whatever. And some of them, you know, go, yes, I understand what that is. And uh, some, but there's one where I've just written down funny slash not funny, and I have no idea what that means. So, uh, but I assume I thought it was worth talking about on the podcast. But I'm 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 not I'm not, I'm not sure. But I have a load of other drunken notes here that uh, will turn into podcasts at some point. So yeah, that's it. Happy birthday to me! And um, there's a one day sale on on the deck and the altar cards that is you. Either get today or you don't. Um, it'll be until I wake up tomorrow and switch it all back. But um, that's it. And I will talk to you all next week. Have a wonderful, wonderful week. And if you want to know more about me, go to adventuresandwoo.com. Check out the 40 Servants at the40servants.com. I'm on Twitter at Tommy Kelly, which is T O M M I E. My Patreon is tommykelly.com, T O M M I E kelly.com that'll get you straight there I'm on facebook i'm on instagram i'm i'm in all the places so have a wonderful wonderful week and i will have a wonderful wonderful birthday and i will talk to you all soon thank you have a great one